Hey everybody, it's Chad Gurley. I am the Director of Connections and Communications at Christ Church, and I'm here with Brian Pinter, who is the Director of Spiritual Formation here. And we're doing another one of our podcasts of Faith Frequency. And before you know, before we get started, you just got back from New Mexico. Did you? Were, you had a retreat? I was out in New Mexico, outside of Albuquerque, with something called Solarize, which is this this annual national men's gathering. It's it's for men's spirituality. So I was out there on a reservation of the Tamaya people, and there were 300 men wow. gathered. And we, we had some presentations from a psychologist and wilderness guide named Bill Plotkin, and Father Richard Rohr was also out there. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it was great. I'd never been to New Mexico before. What's it like? I've never been. What's it like? It's... Well, it's just so vast out there. I were you like in Arizona? No, you weren't in Arizona. You weren't in a city. No, it was. Uh, I flew to Albuquerque, but then I had to drive about thirty miles outside Albuquerque, and you don't have to go far, and you're in this wilderness area, and it's just this semi-arid desert with these amazing mountains. Yeah, you can see for miles there. It's so different from, we're just not used to that in this part of the country, but yeah. you can just see for miles. We had lots of time where we could be out on the land. The Rio Grande River ran right through this area. So one of the things I was struck by was the, the sheer silence of it all. Just being out there in the desert, it, it is quiet. Yeah, you definitely don't get that in New York. I mean, and, and you know, we can talk about, you think about the sounds and things that happen in New York that make things not quiet. But, you know, I think we should talk about what... There's other aspects of what it means to have noise, right? I mean, we can't always go out to the wilderness to find some sort of quiet Mm -hmm. reflection. Um, I mean, there's... We're bombarded by noise all the time. That, that's what I noticed too. I was I took my my son to the barber shop the other day. The TV is on. Nobody's watching it, but it's just on. Mm-hmm. And there's this constant blaring that comes from it. Today I walked over to the deli around the corner to get some lunch. There are three TVs there. Nobody's watching it. Mm-hmm. But one is sports. One is news. The other was something else. Even in a cab. Did you notice how as soon as you sit down, there's this noise coming at you? It's just, there's noise everywhere. And I don't know what it is about me, but I'm just becoming more and more sensitive to this. And I just, I find it more and more difficult to take and and overwhelming. So we're just inundated with all this noise. And um, I wonder what it says about us spiritually. You know, Jung said... He wrote, and near the end of his life, he was an old man, um, he was in his 80s, he wrote a letter to a friend, and one of the lines he had was, fear loves noise. Oh, wow, interesting, yeah. So what does all the noise that we have filled our lives with now say about what's going on inside of us? Yeah, well, and it's not even about talk, I mean, it's not even about talking noise. I mean, it's about, it's about noise... I think we're thinking of noise from so many different from so many different aspects. It could be noise as in just information overload, mm-hmm. you know? I yeah. mean, it doesn't even have to be audible, but it can still be noise. Yeah. I, I got a quote from Jung about this. 
says noise is welcome because it drowns the inner instinctive warning fear seeks noisy company and pandemonium to scare away the demons noise likes crowds gives a feeling of security therefore people love it and avoid doing anything about it as they instinctively feel the magic it sends out noise protects us from painful reflection it scatters anxious dreams it assures us that we are all in the same boat and creating such a racket that nobody will dare to attack us wow yeah that's profound especially today you know with everything that's happening and you know what's funny is is that not even on even on a smaller scale just personally i find myself i think drawn to noise whenever i'm afraid to go deep with an emotion Mm -hmm. you know um i've been doing a lot of grief work lately and you know it's very easy for me to go home and just turn on that television even if i'm not watching anything but just turn it on so that there's something going on that so that i don't have to think about Mm -hmm. loss i don't have to think about um sadness because something else is is taking its place yeah which means i never get a chance to deal with it Mm -hmm. unless i make a conscious effort to say okay You've got this, let's take 15 minutes of silence and just sit with this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I see this in a lot of places in our in our culture. There's even, there's a lot of older people who, even if they're not living alone, they spend a lot of time watching cable news or Fox News or whatever it is, and they have talk radio on, there's just constant talking. Mm-hmm. And in my experience with them, and in trying to talk with these people about what what's going on, there's a there's a loneliness that I think is trying is they're trying to mask with all this constant, with all this constant talking and constant noise. Yeah, and the the downside is, and this this speaks to, for this is for all of us, I think. When we fill our lives with this noise, this meaningless noise, it has consequences. It has an effect on us. In the Orthodox Church. They have a, a, a spirituality around icons, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. icons like we have here at Christchurch. Yeah. And the spirituality says you become what you gaze upon. Hmm, interesting. So if, if, you, if you spend your time, let's say, in the best of, of circumstances, and you're with Christ or you're with the saints, and that's what your gaze is focused upon, and I say that in a, a very general largest sense of the word you become that yeah but if you spend your time gazing upon so much of the nonsense that passes for entertainment and the uh the stuff that passes for news and the the fear-mongering and the blaming and the xenophobia and all this other stuff that, yeah that is is what so much of what is on tv what do you become yeah that's what you gaze upon yeah Jung called back in the 1950s. Jung was talking about the "quote unquote" blight of television, hmm. and that was in 1957. Well, <laughs> and today we've got you know instead of looking out the window while we're on the bus, where everyone is looking at their cell phones, they're looking at something, yeah. they're watching something, they're reading something. It's we can never just be still somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's kind of a disease. Well, Tim, it raises a question to me. See, we, because this is so new to us, especially the whole iPhone thing, we just don't know the consequences of that yet. Yeah. We just don't. I think we have an idea of what that's doing to us, but we just really don't. We really don't know. And what are going to be the implications of gazing upon that? I think one of the consequences is uh, it's a a distraction from inner life. It's an obstacle Mm -hmm. to the inner self and nurturing that. that, That's at least one part. But there's going to be more than that as well, and and we just don't know what that is. But I, I'm not hopeful about the consequences of that. I, I mean, I think it's I think we're going to pay a price for this. What would it be like if we um, if we just had an internet blackout? What do you think that would do for people? Yeah, what would that do? I, for some people, it might freak them out. Yeah. For some people, it might challenge them to go to a place deeper inside themselves. It might be a real challenge to their inner resources. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with my time now? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to get information and share it? How am I going to process my experience? Yeah. Because I think that our technology, uh, it answers all those questions, uh, and it also gets in the way of our being able to process experience yeah and to go deep with inside of ourselves yeah it's like noise is attached to us yeah. even if you're in the quietest of places even if you are out in new mexico you were on a retreat so i'm sure there were no phones allowed but there are people that live like my family live in you know close to farms and mm-hmm. still the cell phone is there so there's still noise even when the world itself is so silent yeah in that space yeah well, another thing that comes with this is uh, Jung made a connection between addiction and the exhaustion of the tempo of modern life. And I think that the noise, we could take out the word tempo and say the noise, the nervous exhaustion caused by the noise leads to addiction. I mean, not just noise in the physical sense, but all the distraction that we fill ourselves with. And look yeah, at us, we're the, yeah. most, we're the most addicted, indebted, obese society in the history of the world Mm -hmm. and we're also the noisiest Mm -hmm. is there any there must be a connection there must be i'm not saying that noise is the cause for all those things but i think it has to be considered as a part of that so so how do we work into it how can we work in um noiseless Noiselessness. <laughs> I don't know. But no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. How do we work that into our spiritual discipline? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I think this calls for a change in consciousness, a radical change in our consciousness. In other words, we need to wake up. We need to wake up to what's happening and pull the plug, so to speak. And I know yeah. people who have done that. Yeah. They have either, with television, for example, they've curtailed it or they've gotten rid of it. Yeah. They just say, I can't. The relationship they were having with 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 the TV was, it's invading me. Yeah, I'm not in control of this anymore, and I I do see that happen a lot. I mean, there's people in my own life who spend most of their day in front of the TV, and I I, I really do think it's 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 masking of the things that they just don't want to face. Well, and if you are watching stories on television, you're not living your story. Yeah, you that, know? yeah, very I well mean, said. I I mean, I can get so caught up in the next Netflix. Um, miniseries and everything mm-hmm. but you know recently I've been watching it and I've or, you know a Saturday afternoon I'm watching you know I'm binge watching something mm-hmm. and I'm like and I and it dawned on me it's like I 
if I'm watching this story, I'm not living my story out there somehow. You yeah. Know? And I think that people are waking up to that. And so they're, they're disconnecting from that. I mean, myself, I'm, I, I had an iPhone and I admit I was getting addicted to the thing. I could, as people know, you could do everything on it, check email, read news stories, surf the web. And finally, something deep inside of me said, what are you doing? And I realized all this energy and attention was being dissipated. And I didn't want to spend my time like that anymore. So I got rid of the thing. You know, I, th- I think that's a part of it. And that drives me crazy because I want to text you. Well, Long I, I, text. I can, I can receive a, a very elementary text. <laughs> but it's, it's and hard. And you have to text with numbers. I, I have to te- and I have to you know, select and keep pressing the number until I get the letter I'm I like, want. I want to text Brian about this really deep philosophical conversation. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to text about it. Well, you could send me an email. Or you could be really old-fashioned but very authentic. And, and write, write a letter. A letter. <laughs> yeah, you could write a letter. There's one more thing I wanted to say about how do we change from this. The other thing is with silence, there was a, a medieval mystic named Meister Eckhart, and he said that silence, he said nothing so much resembles God as silence, mm-hmm. and silence is the language of heaven, mm-hmm. which means to say you know, the deepest communion and the, the deepest authenticity comes in silence. And we know that when we're with people, and we, we just, it just doesn't need any words. There's mm-hmm. something that happens just being together it speaks to that be still and know yeah you know yeah there's uh, there's something to that and i think that when we can get in touch with that when we can discover that and begin to practice that it puts us it draws us into even deeper relationship with god yeah. but silence is i i think an indispensable part of that journey yeah so we might as well get to work on it now, yeah. right? Because we're going to do it on the other side. So we might as well yeah, start, right? start our practice of silence here. Well, I've set my phone, I have an iPhone, and I've set it to where I will only be able to look at social media on it 20 minutes a day, and then it cuts off. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, it's really helped a lot. I mean, yeah. it's, I look at it, the app is dark, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I don't have to, I don't need that noise. You yeah. Know? Well, one final thing I would say about this is some people might hear this and say, oh, well, does, does this mean that I, I, I shouldn't watch TV at all? Or like you said, um, I, I like to watch, binge watch a show. I, I've done that too. And, you know, sometimes there is a place for that. Like, for example, there was, there was a German philosopher named Hegel. This is, he was in the 18th and 19th century. He spent forever and a day writing this huge philosophical work so, so much time in the interior life that he, when he finished it, he realized that he needed to go to the opera. Yeah. He went every night and he went out to dinner yeah. every night for weeks and weeks because he was, felt he was going to have a nervous breakdown if he didn't. That. that was too much interior. So, yeah. there is a place for that. I mean, I'm not saying that these, we need to banish these things from our lives. There is a place for them. But I think the question we need to ask ourselves is why all this this noise and what is it really what are we really masking with it and yeah. what, what are we afraid to face well here? it's recognizing what is noise in our lives yeah. and that's and that's the key that's the first part Just we have to recognize what is noise and what am I being distracted from yeah um, and then make a conscious election and say I'm going to shut off the noise and face whatever it is I need to face yeah yeah well, thank you. I hope that our listeners have not 
interpreted our podcast as noise. <laughs> We're glad <laughs> that too. you're here. And um, we look forward to our next podcast with you. Uh, thanks a lot, Brian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.